Puerto Rico has been under United States control since an 1898 invasion to take it from the Spanish, the start of a relationship long marked by unease and uncertainty. Officially an unincorporated territory with Commonwealth status, Puerto Ricans became U.S. citizens in 1917, but have never had the right to vote in national elections. Now in the middle of economic crisis, there is a growing impetus for change on the island. At the Puerto Rican Independence Party headquarters, party president Ruben Berrios and his team continue their struggle of the past 40 years to liberate the island. Puerto Rico depends on billions in U.S. federal aid. Berrios and his team argue that if the flow of aid were to be cut, though Puerto Rico would endure short-term pain, it would have the chance to emerge a self-sufficient nation on a more solid economic footing. This system doesn't work anymore. We're becoming rapidly a tropical ghetto, the ones in power now, are running around with the cadaver of colonialism as if it were still alive, but smells rotten. Puerto Rico's recession has seen a 12% drop in gross national product since 2006, and in February, its bonds were downgraded to junk status by credit rating agencies. The official unemployment rate rose above 15% in January of this year, and public debt is 16th highest in the world. Governor Alejandro Garcia Padilla faces a difficult battle to get things under control. His turnaround plan? Make Puerto Rico a Singapore for the Caribbean. For 15 years from now, I think Puerto Rico will represent the new miracle in economic development. We did it in the past. Puerto Rico in the 1940 was the poorest country in the hemisphere, and in 15 years we became one of the more prosperous. There's an ongoing argument here over whether Puerto Rico should remain a commonwealth, try to become the 51st U.S. state, or gain full independence. But Garcia Padilla calls this a distraction. The fact of being a state or being a republic doesn't make the economy better. You need to take your economic advantages, your competitive advantages, and maximize those advantages to bring capital to the jurisdiction. Puerto Rico has no shortage of assets. The island has a strong, skilled manufacturing sector. It boasts a highly diverse population at a unique meeting point between Latin America and the United States. But there's a feeling that it's long failed to live up to its potential. That's now slowly changing at ground level. A growing group of people, many of whom have returned from living abroad, have decided it's time to help steer their island's future. And they're doing this by starting the kinds of businesses and institutions that the island has long lacked. Nowhere is this more evident than in old San Juan, the colonial era heart of the capital. There are new cafes, co-working spaces, artist residencies, and more. Cuatro Sombras is a cafe in the old town with its own coffee farm in the mountains outside the city. They want to revive the coffee-growing industry here, once a global contender, and use coffee as a calling card for the island. I want our coffee to, if somebody is in Germany or in, in, in England and, and sees uh, our coffee, that they say, oh, this is a high-quality product from Puerto Rico. I would like to visit Puerto Rico. And, and, and know where this, this comes from. For many, there's a personal significance in returning to the island. Hector Feliciano is a Puerto Rican writer and journalist who lived much of his life in Paris and New York before returning. It's my country, and uh, I wanted uh, to participate in the life of my country and also to uh, have my daughters become Puerto Rican. Since we are a country, without a nation, without a state, without a, a structured state, 
I believe that we have wasted a lot of our time in fighting. We do not have consensus regarding our history, and that is also what makes it interesting. The towering cruise ships which moor here daily are part of a tourism market whose potential has barely been tapped. Passengers come off the ships to wander for a few hours, but rarely make it beyond the harbor's American chain restaurants and souvenir stalls before moving on again. Puerto Rico's problem has been partly one of branding, with no diplomats or foreign embassy presence to spread a more rounded image. Within the U.S., it's viewed one-dimensionally, as a sunny place that doesn't require a passport to enter, while outside it's more or less unknown. Mayra Santos Febres runs the Festival de la Palabra, the Festival of the Word, bringing literary figures to the island partly in an effort to broaden Puerto Rico's exposure. It responds to this need that I feel um, and that I think that many of my uh, compatriotas feel of being part of the world and part of the dialogue uh, that, that is happening in many other places, that, that we participate in that dialogue on an equal basis. Despite a conflicted national image, a stalled economy, and faltering political progress, when it comes to a sense of national pride, Puerto Rico knows where it stands. The country has a deep sense of a collective self, a unity despite political differences of opinion that is especially impressive after so many years of external influence. It's one subject on which everyone feels the same. They are proud of Puerto Rico. What they want more than anything is to let the world know. For Monocle, in San Juan, I'm Gabriel Lee.